Happy Friday, everyone. This is Everything's Relative podcast. I'm your host, Eve Sturgis, and we are here to explore all the ways the DNA results are messing with people. Um, I'm going to keep this intro short today for episode six because I want to get right into it with Barbara. She has a, it was a sad but beautiful story, and we actually talked for hours. So I did a ton of editing this time around. Um, a little bit for time, and also a bit to protect Barbara, who came to me with such an open heart and so much vulnerability. Um, I'm so appreciative of her honesty and bravery. So let's stop listening to me talk about it uh, and just get right into my rainy day last February that I spent with Barbara. This is Everything's Relative. I'm Eve Sturgis, and this is episode six. So you are you you just came from a meetup with other NPEs. How was that? Correct. Um, was that your first one? No, this is not my first okay. meeting with NPEs. Um, this is my third or fourth, and I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. We met up in Fountain Valley. We were a small group tonight. Uh-huh. I noticed a lot of people said on the Facebook group. They, yeah, they I'm not. Normally it's larger, but yeah, a lot of people. I think also the weather probably contributed to that. But it was still nice because when it's a smaller group, it's easier to share. And mm-hmm. um, I don't mind the large groups either. Either way is good to just talk with people Should that we both bring different. Yeah, different people things that to yeah, and and you know, listening to other people's stories, other people that get what you're going through, because mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't realize is. I mean, they just don't understand. They just don't understand. No. It's so true. No, they don't. And, um, you know, my family, my husband has tried, but he he just doesn't know what to say to me. And my kids, they're like, whatever, mom. They, you know, they never, you know, only my one son knew my mother and he's 36 and my mother's been gone for a long time. Mm -hmm. So um, he never knew my dad's. I never knew the dad, but... Yeah, so, and then my siblings are, I have a lot of siblings mm. that I grew up with, and I'm the youngest, and they don't like to talk about it. Oh. As a matter of fact, I don't even speak to the three oldest ones anymore. Uh-huh. Because of this? Yeah, we already had a strained relationship, mm-hmm. but now it's really strained. Yeah, yeah. Because of this, and... I don't want to say negative things, you know, about uh-huh. my family. They're uh-huh. not here to defend themselves, sure. but it's like... It's been rough, and mm-hmm. I think they believe I should just be happy that I had a dad at all and just mm-hmm. get on with it. And I think they feel like when I talk about it, I'm disrespecting our mother mm. or I'm embarrassing the family. And right. I don't see it that way because I still love my mom mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I didn't get angry. Right. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm sure you did, but I actually, yeah, I guess I shouldn't I mean, be, I shouldn't assume. I'm but. screaming at the ceiling, you know, like, how could you do this? What did you do? But I'll never have those answers. Right. So, because they're all gone. That and, feels um, like that might be the most frustrating element for so many people is that not only is there a surprise result, but then there's no, yeah. there's no, clo- there's no answers yeah. because nobody knows. And I wasn't looking for this. Right. So tell me what, um, so tell me what happened. Well, I've always been the ancestry person in our uh-huh. family. I've always been the one that's been putting together our family tree. 
ever since I was young, I've always been interested in who was in the photos and putting the photo albums together. And um, in the 80s, you know, I found an aunt that we long lost aunt and I that was without Internet. And that was just using phone books and operators. And I have to say that our family is the only, our part. My parents mm -hmm. were uh, Canadian and we are I'm a first generation American. And so they came here, they immigrated here. And uh, so I have dual citizenship, but uh, oh, cool. all my relatives live in either Canada or England. We are the only ones, my siblings oh, okay. and their children and that live here. Nobody else lives in the U.S. Uh, with the family I grew up with. Mm -hmm. So um, my dad had always said, oh, we're mostly English, but we have a little Irish and Scottish. And, and I knew my mother's grandfather was German, but the rest were all British. So I said, well, let's see how British we are. So I decided to do the ancestry test. I believe it was 2015. And it didn't come out with any surprises. I, I, I came out like, you know, 73% British, which mm -hmm, I expected. Mm -hmm. I didn't see any German. That kind of blew me away. But um, they have since revised it and added 25% German, which would account for my my mother's side. Oh, so they found they found well, German they, the next time you did it? Well, yeah. What happens, though, is um, Ancestry keeps updating their information. And oh. as it updates, it can change your ancestry. But you so, don't have to retest again? It will just no, they look just, at what you've got and they based getting, on that data? Right. They keep getting it? the new data. And so now I actually have the German in there along with, instead of just the English, I also have some Scottish, Irish and French, which it's like an operating system. Yeah, and and even crazy. And Sweden, and I was like, Sweden, where does that come from? Hmm. So that's, you know, because I never heard Sweden before. But so, but there was no red flags in that, right? But I did see a bunch of names because when you do your ancestry, they give you a list of matches to your DNA. And when I looked on there, I didn't recognize any names and those matches i'm sorry i've never i haven't actually gone on ancestry.com i clearly need to if i'm going to continue <laughs> talking with people but um they're people that have done the test as well correct so if no one you're related to ever in, in the history of the world has submitted to ancestry.com nothing would come up correct okay they okay. have to have done the ancestry test okay. or at least have um there's other uh people that test too you know you've heard of 23 yeah oh sure sure I know but I, I went through ancestry and they did give you a list of matches and they go by um they give you what the probable relationship is but uh -huh. they also have a thing called centimorgans yeah I only I, I see that on, yeah. the, on the groups but and I, it also goes with cross DNA segments mm -hmm. so uh I saw names on there that said first to second cousins and I didn't recognize the names and of course it goes away down uh -huh. you know third sure. fourth fifth sixth cousins but I thought I knew who all my first cousins were, at least on my dad's side, because my mother only had one brother and he had never had any children. Um, so I just kind of looked and thought, well, who are these people? But I, uh, to be honest with you, I never doubted my parentage. I always felt different as a kid. So I have to say this, I always used to say, oh, I must be adopted. And I used to ask my sister, are you sure you saw mom pregnant with me? Are you sure she didn't, I didn't get mixed up at the hospital? Did because, you really? Yes, because I felt different. Not that... It's because I, I, I look different a little bit. We all, you know, are fair complected, but I just felt I'm very emotional 
and they're all more pragmatic and, and analytical and I'm the opposite. I'm all emotional and about feelings and keeping the peace. And I don't know. I thought, well, maybe it's just cause I'm the youngest and as a big mama's girl. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so there was, you know, I always had, and then I got sent to my grandmother's a lot and they didn't. And I used to think, how come I have to go? It's not that I didn't let my grandmother and right. I didn't mind going, but it was like, you're all alone there for weeks and weeks at a you time. You get sent there for a long time. Yes. And oh, I wow. would question, you know, how come, not when I was really little, but as I got older and then when I was older, why did I only get sent? You know, and my sibling, my one sibling, my sister who's closest to me in age, you know, said, mom was saving you. I said, saving me from what? You know, and um, I always just felt I was being abandoned. You know, I, right. had, so I have issues with abandonment because of it. And uh, so anyways, getting back to my DNA, um, I didn't have any interest or concern because I thought my dad's my dad, my mom's my mom, and I've nobody's ever said otherwise. And uh, finally, I I think maybe six months later, I finally said, you know, I'm going to reach out to the person on the top of the list and ask because maybe he's a cousin I don't know about that maybe one of maybe my aunt Phyllis, who died in the '60s, maybe when her and my uncle were getting divorced, maybe she was a bad girl. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a secret love child. I don't know. That's where I was going. Mm-hmm. And so I messaged him. Little on did An- you know. Yeah, I know. I didn't know I was going to be. So I messaged him on Ancestry and he said he had no clue uh, how we were related. And um, that was it. So okay. I, I left it alone and I didn't bother with it for like a year. Mm-hmm. He was the one who started researching. Oh. And then he finally started contacting me asking me just random questions through Ancestry. So he doesn't have my direct name. He doesn't even know my name. Uh-huh. And oh. my profile is protected. Okay. Matches can see my 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 chart, but they cannot see my name. Anybody who's alive. Okay. It's just private. Okay. So, and I don't use my real name on Ancestry. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a private name. Okay. That nobody would know. I want to ask you what it is, but you can't no, tell me. No, I don't me. want to tell you. <laughs> but I'll just... Don't tell me. <laughs> I'll just tell you that everybody... You know, he was referring to me as a name that was not mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't correct him at first, mm-hmm. but um, he first came out with a short message, you know, Are, do you live in California? And I was like, yes, but mm-hmm. I didn't ever specify mm-hmm. anything. Another was, do you live in Southern California? Yes. Were you born like between 1959 and, or 6061? And I'm like, yes. And finally, what it really freaked me out was when he asked me, do, did you live in or around or near Alhambra it's like uh it's like 20 questions yeah but all like but little really short and I'm like personal ones <laughs> yeah and I was getting a little right like creepy creepy yeah, 20 I'm thinking questions. like you know who is this person and why is he I knew who he was because on my ancestry but I'm like why is he how did he know about Alhambra mm-hmm. you know because it's not on my profile and my name's and then and no uh, one knows about Alhambra no well they do now but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And they, Everybody, you know, Alhambra is in Southern California, yes. east of Los Angeles. And yeah, it's right on the border. I lit, grew up right on the border, not too far from Cal State. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I said, yeah. And then uh, he says, you know, thanks. And I'm like, what was that all about? So now I'm, you know, I'm like, what the heck? And I called my sister and she's like, don't trust it. You don't know. It could be a scam. And I'm like, yeah, I, you know, it could be. So finally he decided to inform me. He says, okay, I've got, because he kept sending me, asking me more little questions. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just said, finally said, you know, what is going on? 
Right. What you know, I I'm not comfortable to telling you or sharing with you anymore. I want to know what you know and what is going on. I think that's fair. And uh, I didn't quite say it that way. I mm -hmm. said it a little nicer. And uh, we're still just messaging through Ancestry. He doesn't even know my name yet. And um, so he finally says, well, I have some information to tell you that I think is going to rock your world. Oh, <laughs> and I, okay. And those were his exact words, mm -hmm. rock your world. And I thought, rock my world? Why would it rock my world if my... Because I'm still thinking it's an aunt or an uncle that was bad. Right, the, right. And this is their illegitimate like, child. Fourth cousins don't rock others' worlds. Yeah, well, actually, he's showing as a first to second cousin. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. High, high match. And so um, high match. Got he it. says, and he pointed that out to me in one of his messages. You know, our centimorgans are too high for us not to be closely related. Hmm. So that's why he dug. Well, it turned out um, he told me, I, I, I realize you're weary uh, about this, and you're leery. And yeah. finally, he identified what he did for a living. And he says, you know, I do this. Um, and uh, he does not live in the state of California. We're just, I'm going to use his first name. His first name is Ken. Okay. But he is an attorney for the state he lives in. Okay. He works for the state as an attorney. And so I think he was trying to get, and he, you know, sent me his business phone number. He sent me, so that I would feel more comfortable knowing that he wasn't a scammer Right. Or like he has a legitimate business. Yeah, no, he doesn't so I, need to right, so scam I, I did people. look him up. I, mm -hmm, I sure. I, totally. I looked him up and he sent me his picture and then I matched it with looking mm -hmm. him up and yeah, okay, he is an attorney and he does work for the state he lives in. He is a he works in, you know, he's an attorney in the state, so I said, Okay. So he's legit. And uh, so then I said, you know, I'm gonna give you my private email because he started to tell me things. So I gave him, I used to have three emails back then. So I thought, okay, if he's a scammy, I can just delete this email. Right, right. So I gave him one of my email addresses and then finally told him my real name, my first name. Uh-huh. And um, I said, you've been calling me this, but this is my actual name. And then he proceeded to tell me the family history and that I was one of two men's daughter, that he believed, um, you know, that, that I was one of his uncle's uh, children and I just was in total disbelief right because I'm like no my dad's my dad and you know this can't be true and I'm reading this and I'm really upset mm -hmm. I mean I'm like who does this to somebody you know this is a horrible thing to say to me and but I didn't who just dumps this information yeah I mean he was trying to be very tactful and he mm -hmm. did work up to it over like six months this mm -hmm. wasn't something mm -hmm. that just happened all in a week and so um, after I read his very long email, I got really upset. I didn't answer him. Mm -hmm. And I immediately called my sister. That's the next We'll just call her Jay. Mm -hmm. um, and I told her what happened. And she goes, oh, it's got to be a scam. Send, it, send me everything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check them out. So I sent her everything. And she started checking it out. And then I got more information from him. He even sent photos. Hmm. And I'm like freaking out now. Mm -hmm. I'm, now I'm crying. Now I'm really distraught. And um, so this went on for three days. And uh, finally, my sister says, look, I don't know anything. As far as I know, your mom and dad's kid. Because I was even questioning if I was my mom's kid at that point. Yeah. I said, I totally relate to that feeling of yeah. just like maybe, maybe it's all different. Maybe it's all something I don't understand right. or know. I, I said, did they maybe mix me up at the hospital? Because this man lived in Alhambra where I lived. And I got, I asked for his address. I asked for his blood type. And he's like, 
And I said, look, you asked me weird questions. Right. My turn. <laughs> yeah. You know, blood geez. type. I wouldn't know his blood type. And I said, well, ask his son what are his blood types. That's so funny because I that was one of my questions yeah. too was about blood type. I don't know my blood type, but I was like, and what's his blood type? Yeah. No, I needed to know. I, I had a reason for my madness uh-huh. though because when I was a teenager, I became ill and I was in the hospital. And I remember the doctors telling my mother my blood type. And my mother was dumbfounded because she said there was no way that could be my blood type. Uh-huh. And I'm going to share my family's blood type. My brothers and sisters and my mother and my father were all A positive. Oh. And I was B negative. Right. And that's okay. not possible. That's not possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my mother knew that as a teenager, when I was a teenager, but I didn't, right. I saw the look like she was like, and then I knew at that now, uh-huh. looking back to that moment, right. which to me as a teenager, didn't think anything about it. Right. I remember. So I think she knew at that point. So she may not have not, she may not have. Well, it's a 50-50. No, no, right. Right. It was right. a 50-50. I'm dad's. And I looked enough like her. Sure. To pass. You know, I mean, and it, so anyways, I said I needed more DNA proof from, from him that I wasn't satisfied with just cousins. Mm-hmm. I needed, so he said, well, they're, you know, you're either this person's or this person's, but I think you're this person's. And it's so strange because my biological father and my birth certificate father both have the same first name, both had blonde hair growing up, both had blue eyes, both balded early, you know, receding hair. Wow. Both of their hair turned brown. Um, The difference was where they came from, different, you know, they were, he was an American where my father came from Canada, and then Mm -hmm. my grandparents were all from England. So we were English and Canadian, and, and I'm just like, so I, I guess my mother had a type. Right. And uh, I did ask my siblings to test for, for, for further proof. None of my siblings would test. Oh. I have five brothers and sisters, and not one of them would come forward and test for me. They said, absolutely not. And they got really angry with me. And I, there's, I won't go into all the, the details since they're not here to defend themselves, but um, it was very hurtful. That would really hurt me. Uh huh. It's really strained my relationship with them. Um, my two eldest siblings reacted the harshest. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I won't even go into that. But uh, I'll, let me just put it this way: I no longer speak. Yeah. To the three eldest. Um, I don't eat. Did they? Wow. It just okay. <laughs> no, they. <laughs> I'm dumbfounded. They feel I guess. like I... they feel I'm disrespecting our mother. But my my eldest sister just can't handle the drama. And, you know, my one brother said I should just be happy. And my other brother said, this is just crazy. I don't even want to talk to you. I don't care what happens in your life. Don't call me anymore. And because I was really distraught. Yeah. Yeah. And and they felt I was being so disrespectful to our mother. But I wasn't. I didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. I they were elder. I mean, they're all a lot older than me. So I thought they must know something. Maybe. And that's why I spoke to them. My sister did warn me, don't talk to the others, just keep it between us. And I should have listened to her, but I didn't. And, uh, but I waited three days before I contacted them. And then of course it was really horrible. Their reaction was very bad. And, um, and so I no longer, this just, I, this whole idea is just too much for them. They can't cope. Even my sister that does talk to me can't handle speaking about this anymore because she feels it has such, it brings such negativity. Hmm. to the conversation so I really don't talk about it with my family now I just rely on my friends but my new family so my nieces tested I didn't know they were my nieces at the time and they came out pretty high match so their father tested and 
of course, it came out really high. Uh-huh. I, and too high to be a first cousin. So we knew at that point who my father was. His name is John George. Uh-huh. And my real father, John George, and my dad I thought was my real dad was also John. It was John Kenneth. Okay. I was like, tell me he's not John married, George, no, too. No, and I'm married <laughs> to a John. I was going to scream. John's are, it's funny because even up to this point in my life, before I found this out, John's have been a running theme in my life. Uh-huh. I've always had a John in my life, whether it was my dad, um, uncles, uh, grandfathers, all the line of my dad is just, except one, just all John's. I'm married to a John. Both my sisters married a John. Oh, wow. Three of my nieces married John's. Wow. Whether it's the variation John, Jonathan, uh-huh. or, uh, and then my, my mother's uh, mom, my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, her father was Johan. Which is another form Which of John. John. Yeah. And then it turns out that my new biological father, his brother, he, he named his son John, my brother was now John, and he named his kids John. My husband is John, my stepson is John, and my father-in-law is John. This is like... Yeah, and all <laughs> my and all my grandparents on that line with my new dad, they're all John. It's like being John Malkovich or something. Yeah, they're all John. It's just like a thing about where you like open the door and you there's a, yeah. the same pictures inside and it just goes and goes and goes or something. Yeah, I, and so I said, I I know it's got to be true now. Yeah, they're all Johns. Of course, it's been no in my more whole testing life. Needed. You know, it's been my whole life, and uh, so I accepted it. And um, the part that was hard though was I was so afraid my new family would now reject me. Uh-huh. And I couldn't take any more rejection. I'd already felt like I was not, I, you know, you don't know who you are. I, am I this? Am I that? I, is that really my mom? I mean, I felt like my whole life was a lie. And already questioning things because of being sent away to your grandma's. Yeah. Anyway, and then these older siblings that have had a different experience than you, and they won't help. No, they wouldn't help. So I had so, to reach out to a first cousin. Um my father had some brothers and sisters, so and they don't live in the U.S., so I had to contact him. He lives in Canada. And I asked him if he would test because his mother and my dad are brother and sister. And, of course, him and I did not match. So he was how I got proof okay, so for the he, paternal right. side. We did not match at all. Right. Oh, and mm-hmm. that was really upsetting. Yeah. And uh, he did the ancestry just like me. And... Uh, so, but then I, I couldn't find any matches to my mother either. So I was really huh. upset thinking maybe my mom's, and this is when I was grilling everybody and they thought I was disrespectful. But I, I, I said, are you sure I wasn't, you know, maybe swapped at the hospital as a baby? Right, you know, right. Alhambra back then was pretty small. And, um, but I finally found a third cousin that we share the same great, great grandparents. Uh-huh. So that is in my mother's line. Well, so I know now yeah. my mom is my mom because you know, I, your mom my siblings your mom. won't tell I feel like part of, part of the strange experience is since since uh, since it, since it was since this thing was previously unfathomable. It was unfathomable and now it is suddenly scientifically proven. Right. Anything could be possible. Yeah. So so why not switch to the hospital? Right. Why not picked up off the side of the road, found in a basket in a mm-hmm. river? Like it could be anything. Yes, it could be. And, and people don't understand that. Like it's like your brain opens up a whole new, yeah, section. And it may sound. And life was tough growing up. Crazy, I'm not gonna lie. But... It was it was hard growing up in our house. We we were a family of secrets, and it turns mm-hmm. out that well, carried on mm-hmm. into, you know, whatever went on at home. You. 
we were not allowed to tell our friends. You didn't, you didn't even discuss it with our own family. Everything was stiff upper lip, keep it to yourself. We don't share our problems, not even with each other. Mm-hmm. It, I grew up in a, in a household like that. And my siblings are pretty much still that way. Yeah. But um, I guess I broke that mold um, a lot. Right. One sister does too. I guess we're more, but I'm even more so than her. And so, you know, I, it, it was a difficult childhood. You know, my, I kept questioning, so why would my mother do this? What was her motivation? But I, you know, I, you lie to yourself so long and you hide the truth of your upbringing for so long, you don't want to face the painful realities of that your household was, your father was, my father drank a lot mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and he was quite mm-hmm. physically and emotionally abusive to my mother. Oh, that's so And hard. I, this is all conjecture on my part because I do not know anything because uh, my father died, my, the father I know died uh-huh. in 1973. My biological father died in 1987. Uh, in Monrovia, gosh, okay. not far from yeah, where I live. He did it. He didn't you know, go he far. Moved, yeah. yeah, he moved from Alhambra to Monrovia, and then my mother died in 1992. So I will never have those answers. You'll never have those answers. I'll never know. But I do wonder what her motivation was. And I thought, well, gosh, Barbara, your dad was so abusive and criticized her and put her down. And I don't doubt that my dad loved my mother, but it was a control thing. Mm-hmm. And he did change in the last year of his life when he was dying. He became a much nicer person and he didn't do that. But, and that's the man I like to remember. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to believe that she just felt so lonely and brokenhearted that she was reaching out for some kind of comfort. To have, have, the know, affair, the affair, like yeah. the motivation to I don't want to think to the worst, affair, you know, right. because I have but. to tell you, my mother is not the type uh-huh. that you would think, of doing or having an affair. Like, first of all, when did she have time? Mm-hmm. She didn't drive back then. Mm-hmm. She had five kids already. And I mean, my dad was just there, you know, when he wasn't working and she didn't drive. So she'd have to walk you right. know, unless they came to the house. And I think right. the kids would notice. And I just, so I don't know how it all happened, how it went about, but I'm just assuming that she was seeking comfort. I, that's, mm-hmm. I prefer to believe that than you know, because a lot of mothers tell their MPs, oh, I was raped. Right. Or I was attacked. Sure, yeah. And I, but I don't know. So my little mind likes to believe that she needed comfort and love and she sought it out through him. And that's what I tell myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I spoke to my new brother and it was hard for them too because they're like, and he's much older than me. He's 76 now and John. and um, The brother. Yeah, new, uh-huh. another John. And um, he told me things about my dad I wanted to know. And I said, can you tell me anything about him? And what I heard was he was just like my dad, my other dad. So I don't know what my mother. Right. She, Like I said, she must have had a she type. She had a type. And uh, I asked him, is there anybody in the family who can tell me anything else? I said, because I really, I like to look for the positive mm-hmm. in people. Mm-hmm. I like to form my own opinion of someone. I'll never get to meet him. And I thought, well, gosh, he was a womanizer and he drank too. So what the heck? I, so, you know, I just left it at that and I don't ask any more questions because nobody can give me any answers. And there's Um, no way to cross check like what he was doing in Alhambra that would have crossed paths with your mother. 
Like, no, there's no way I don't to even know. figure I mean, out. I mean, like, gosh, I asked. Like, where was he working that she would have been? I asked. Or like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, like so sure, my questions are not original. I asked them for his address in Alhambra, and I did get Can it. Can you list all of the grocery stores and bars that he did? <laughs> yeah. Did. Like, well, he, they had a lot in common, him and my dad. Alhambra's not very big. Fishing. They both belong to the fishing stuff in Alhambra, oh, and they funny. both like to go fishing. And my dad was old telling me about fish when I was when he was dying. And they both, um, we used to have a man that came to the house and brought us fish. Could it have been him? I was never allowed to go to the door when he was there. Oh. And um, was it somebody my father knew? Was it one of my dad's drinking buddies? Because they told me he used to frequent the bars there at Alhambra. And so did right. When you said fishing, I thought, oh, maybe they were friends. Maybe yeah, the, maybe the dads were did, friends. Yeah. And my father did work for Hostess at one time. So I thought, you know, this, and he, they told me he was in food wholesale. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I thought, well, maybe they knew each other. Yeah. I, but I'll never know. Wow. And um, then you start remembering things from your childhood. You know, the time when I was a little girl, three, four years old in bed, and parents are fighting. Well, mostly my dad's fighting. My mother just mm-hmm. listens. And he's saying, you know, that's not my daughter. It's the postman's. It's the, you know, I'm talking about you're me. You're saying that about you? Yeah. Oh, wow. And that memory came back. It did. As an adult. And I, I kept saying, you know, but at the time even, I was like, why would my dad say that about me? But you're little, you just blow it off. Right. And I uh, say all sorts of things. Yeah. That you don't understand. Yeah. And I just never, you know, I did think of it later in my 30s and 40s, but you don't share it. Uh huh. You know, you just don't say anything. You just say, oh, it was just dad had had too much to drink and he mm-hmm. was just mad at mom and he was trying to make her feel bad. But now I know maybe he was suspected. Maybe he knew. Yeah. And um, my one sister said, oh, no, if dad known, he would have killed mom and you. And I'm like, I don't know, but either way, I was his daughter in the end. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, and he was trying to teach me things, but it's been very hard in the in the here and now questioning, and just that nobody understands. And you know, I haven't met any of my new family um, because they all live out of state. They mm-hmm. all live in the South or the Midwest. Nobody's here in California, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so um, that's far yeah and they're all in different states so it's not like i can just can't have a meeting point where everybody could get together we would have to have they they have a tendency to have family reunions so many years apart um so hopefully they'll have one and i'll get to go Mm -hmm. and i hope i'm welcome to be there i it's just been really hard. I mean, when I told my girlfriend, she was just blown away. And I did do a small little piece with CBS. Uh-huh. Um, but we didn't talk about my story or anything, just how hard it was. Because I don't, I want other people to realize, you know, you're not alone. And there's a lot right. of us. The website, you know, the MPE website, mm-hmm. it's growing and growing. So fast. I mean, Those when numbers yeah. are climbing so fast. When I joined, it was under 1,000. And now we're above, what, 5,000? 5, 5, yeah. And it's insane. And I'm like, and that was just, I only just joined at the end of June, beginning mm-hmm. of July. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, just like yeah, 900 May. I think to I 1, came in on in May or June or something. Yeah, it was like 900 or 1,000, yeah. something yeah. like that at that time. Maybe even 800. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it's, I am, I mean, I'm fascinated about every facet of the situation, but the fact that there's so many uh, but every single person is is treated as a secret. Yeah. So then you can't 
I don't know. It's just such so, so incredibly isolating it when is. it turns out there must be someone in the room, someone else in the room who, who, who's gone through what you yeah. or who gets it or, or something. It's just it's just a really yeah. The isolation is really it is hard. Strange. And, and believe it or not, and this is going to sound crazy, but I came from a generation where there was a lot of a shame around this. Now my mother was married, so I wasn't. She wasn't unwed, but. You know, back in the 50s and 60s, there was a lot of shame attached to being, you know. Oh, yeah. Unmarried, having a child or having an affair or being divorced. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so sometimes I feel shame. I feel ashamed. Like I'm the dirty secret. I'm the one that should never have been born. I'm I'm, because I I heard it was hard growing up. I heard a lot of things from my my older siblings um, in particular, my brother's. We're very cruel, uh-huh. and uh, it's you know they won't be happy hearing this, but it's the truth. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to hide that secret anymore. I've hid secrets all my life, and I'm done with secrets. Right. Well, and how else is it going to stop? Yeah. Right. I don't want to break that cycle. Um, and I think and they'll never. And this will now cement that they'll never speak to me um, again. Well, but, um, and and also the shame. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that that your mother, whatever the situation was. I can't imagine that she wasn't struggling with shame oh, yeah. around it, right? And had tucked that whole thing away until the till the blood test when you were in high um the blood type came out when you were in high school. Yeah. Which probably made shame resurface. And to think of you developing in the fetus as a fetus in the womb with all of that shame happening and there's all these studies now about the kind of things that pass through trauma and experience and emotions that come through. Yeah. That genetics and DNA so I have major abandonment issues so I, I think do. I mean I just I have can't major emotional I, I think I, I think struggling with shame it's yeah. like the least crazy thing you could feel yeah I think but even, it's like you know even if think... you logically know like I shouldn't feel shame this makes no sense this yeah. isn't my fault exactly you've got all these like pieces cells in your body that only know that yeah maybe well and if you think about her. how long did you live with your mother how long? How old were you? When I was thirty-one when my mother passed okay. away. Okay, so first of all, that's very young to lose a mother, but thirty-one years of loving her and respecting her and knowing, sure, seeing her faults, but knowing, yeah. uh, knowing what it was to like to love someone unconditionally. Yeah, I was a mama's girl. Right, and you said that. Yeah, big time. Mama's so all girl. of that, you've got thirty-one years of that, and then this new information comes. So. And it's making you think things or feel things that yeah. that you, for 31 years, never would have. Or, yeah. or you know, like, yeah. of course there's a conflict I in your heart about she, it. Mm-hmm. When she was pregnant with me, was she, like, thinking, oh, my God, you know, you know, because abortion wasn't legal back then. Mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. I know you shouldn't think those things because I'm here, but I often wonder, did she think about it? Did she wish I would just go away? Was it... Was I wanted? Mm-hmm. Was I just that terrible mistake that she had to put up with because that was there was no choices? And I know I shouldn't think like that, but I do think that because she was so tired and she had she had had actually by that time seven children, mm. two had died before I was born. Uh, they were still born, mm-hmm. and here I am, baby number eight. You know, and she lived with an abusive husband and. Women didn't have the rights back then. You know, your husband treated you that way. They'd say, you know, well, what did you do to make him angry? That was how it was back then. There was no women's movement yet. Mm -hmm. 
are you able to even conceive of what might have been different had they been honest with you about well when i think things? about it i didn't have a dad and my my father died at, in 1973 and i was angry for a while there because i thought my dad lived nearby and whether or not my mother knew that i don't know but i now oh, know he did. like in retrospect yeah I he may have been around to be present as a man in your life right whether or not he was still drinking or whatever. I mean, I right. I like to believe he changed because he did remarry and mm -hmm. I'd like to believe that, you know, as people grow up, they mature and realize and I wondered what it would be like if he had been in my life. I probably wouldn't have been able to accept it very well when I was younger, mm -hmm. but I think over time with maturity, because like with my mother, when she got married, I was very angry, but once I had my own family and my son, I, I realized, you know, she can't be alone. Right. She needs love. And so I accepted my stepdad. I didn't in the beginning. Right. With maturity comes empathy. Yeah. With, maybe. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I was, and that's when I, but I, I did have to go through on Facebook and unfriend a lot of family because I thought if I ever decide to talk, I don't talk about this on my private Facebook page, but mm -hmm. I thought if I am friends now with my brother and my nieces, one nephew and three cousins on Facebook. And I thought if anything comes up, they're just going to get all upset. Mm -hmm. So it's just better if they don't see it. So I unfriended them since they don't want to talk to me about it anyway. Right. So I mean, me. if it's not. And I even unfriended some of their children because um, I figured they'd run and tell them. Right. Yeah. And even though they haven't done anything to me, I just don't want them to tell my siblings. So I just. Well, even they might. I mean, and I, I get worried because I also don't don't say anything about it on Facebook because it's um, it's still very secret in my family. Yeah. And I just don't know what is going to pop up on someone else's feed. And right. then they're just going to innocently, they're not even like gossiping right. about me. Exactly. They'll just say to their, my aunt and uncle, you know, like, hey, like, did you know that Eve, da, 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 you know, just something, something no, so true. innocent that actually a guy, you know, um, yesterday, a guy from high school put on Facebook that he discovered an older brother that he didn't know existed because of 23andMe. And I immediately wrote, on his, commented on his thread that just said like, hey, I'm doing a podcast, would love to talk to you about it. And I don't know where that showed up in my family's Facebook feed Ooh, world. Yeah. And now realizing 24 hours later, that yeah. would, yeah, I haven't told them, you know, like that, I haven't told my parents yet. Um, oh. It's coming, it's coming in the next... Oh my gosh, um, I didn't realize you haven't... No, no, I mean, they know about the NPE part, but I just haven't told them about the podcast oh, launching okay. yet. I just haven't told them. They they want to um, not they, talk... They want to not talk about it ever again. Yes, um, that's how... Yeah. <laughs> which is how they all are. And, and they're I, probably the same ages mm -hmm. as my oldest siblings. Yeah, yeah, they're in their 60s. And yeah. uh, and I, I, I understand, I understand, and it's a wish I can't honor right now. Um, you know what, though? You have to... This is your story. Right, right. This is our story. Yeah. This is our life, our choices now. Yeah. And there's been too many secrets, and I think we have the right to tell our own story. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if it hurts. I don't... Just... I don't know if you feel this way, but I don't want to hurt anybody. Right. No, but I my, absolutely My parents understand. are all dead, so who am I hurting? Mm -hmm. I mean, my siblings feel hurt? Well, I'm sorry. You know, mm -hmm. but this is my story to tell, not yours. Right. And you, you can't tell me not to share it if I don't want to. Is it widely known? No. 
I don't share it on my private Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Only my closest friends and closest family know. I haven't. The one cousin that tested is sworn to secrecy. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I wish I never knew. Mm, okay. I almost wish that I, I don't want to hurt my new nieces or my brother by saying that or the new family. I don't want them to think, you know, that I'm not going to appreciate what I could have with them. But it, it's, it's just, not about them. No, it just caused me a lot of uh, pain. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes wish I'd never done the DNA test. I only did it for fun. Right. I never thought I'd find anything. I just did it to do see how English I was, mm-hmm. you know, and never expected this kind of outcome. And and I, I kind of wish I didn't know, but I am embracing. You know, I'm very cautious with the new family, and I know they're cautious with me. <laughs> but they said they're very open about the situation. And I'm hoping that maybe they'll be the family I never had. That's a possibility. I mean, I don't want to get my hopes up either because I'm so afraid of being hurt and rejected again. And I don't want to be rejected. And I can't really explain that to them because they all seem pretty confident. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like my grandparents on that side were very good people. They grew up. It sounds like the family, with the exception, I, I read the family memoir. One of the brothers wrote a big memoir about the family, so I read oh, it. Oh, man. wish every family, if every family did that, that and would the only, really change this experience for yeah, everybody. Yeah, and the only family member that had anything negative was my biological father. Oh, and John the drinker from Alhambra. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, and it's... Uh, Uncle John. Yeah, but I, like I said, you know, later on, they came, he came back into their lives, and I think, you know, he, I know he tried to make amends with my brother. So I am hoping he had his redemption in the end. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to come off as a, as a you know, Debbie Downer or, or negative Sally, whatever you want to call it. I'm trying to be very realistic. But, We're just being real. I don't think any of this yeah. is Debbie Downer. Yeah, I'm trying to be real, but I don't want to, I, you know, my sister says talking to me about it is so depressing and she can't handle it. It's like. She says, when I talk to you, I feel like I'm talking to Eeyore, and that really hurt. Oh. But that's because I'm being real with my sister. I'm telling her how I really feel, right. so I guess... Well, and if you said that you grew up in a family that didn't want to talk about their emotions... No, they didn't, ever. That they was probably meant they didn't want to talk about the quote-unquote negative emotions. Yeah, but being called Eeyore, King that was Eeyore. really... That really hurt. It'll probably rain today. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Life is a bummer. If there was one thing that you want other NPEs or people that are just finding this out. Do you think there's anything you would tell, say to them? Or you are saying to them because we're, we're, well, I we're want both them sort to of know in the community. It's not their fault. Mm-hmm. And even though I feel shame, I, I was to tell them it's not our fault. There is no shame. You didn't do anything wrong because yeah. a lot of us are made to feel like we did something wrong, but you're not alone. It's not your fault. You're not a mistake. Yeah. You know, you're not a mistake. You're meant to be here. And you are here. And um, I'm one of those people that... I don't want another person to look at their life and... You know, because I do that to myself. You know, it's funny. It's easy to give advice, but it's hard to take our own Absolutely. advice. Absolutely. So I have a hard time even taking my own advice, but you're not a mistake. You're beautiful. You belong here, no matter who your parents are, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Yeah. That you're, and you're not alone. There's a lot of us. 
unfortunately, I wish we weren't a big club. Right. But it's with this DNA technology, which our parents never fathomed they never, would exist. I know. It is. And I just, I just don't want them to feel the way I feel. I don't mm-hmm. want them to feel shame, ashamed or like they were, you know. I mean, I do that all the time. It's like, you know, God, didn't my mother even want me? I mean, it doesn't matter. She had me and I know she did love me. But it's, you do feel things and I don't want them to feel that way. I do, I'm not telling them how to feel, but it's just like, you're not a mistake. Right. It's not your fault. There's, you should not be ashamed. You didn't do anything wrong. And there are those of us here that understand that. Yeah, absolutely. I realize a lot of people have a happier ending than most. Mm-hmm. Um, some don't have a happy ending. Right. Some have in between. You know, but I would definitely recommend counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, I do go to, through the support group. I read other people's things. Sometimes I comment. I have shared some of my story. And I go to these meetings because it helps to be with other people that understand. But I personally have to go to private counseling. I go once a week. Mm-hmm. There's no shame in seeking out counseling yeah. to help you get through these hurdles. Especially if you have a family that's not being supportive. It's You really need to get that help. And, you know, it's their own personal choice if they want to share their story with the world or not, whether they share it with their family, whoever they share it with friends. I mean, a lot of like a a lot of my friends don't know Mm -hmm. and extended family don't know. It's your story. Right. Uh, I know a lot of people have pressure on them not to talk about it. Yeah. You know, it's like very us. Common. Yep. Yeah, don't talk about it. Let's just forget it. It happened, and just be happy with what you've mm-hmm. got. But it's your story, right? And I don't think you should allow anybody else to dictate to you how your story is going to unfold, and who you share it with. I think that's our right. I know that this might get a lot of flack from some people, but I think it's we have the right to share our story the way we want, and. I don't think it's because I want, it's not because I want to humiliate anybody or hurt anybody. I'm not, I don't want to hurt anybody, but it's very cathartic. Well, don't you think that if the, I wonder if everybody, not everybody, but the more it were shared and talked about, that eventually the shame around it might, might evaporate entirely yeah. for the, for the, for the, for this particular community yeah. Like the humiliation would be lifted for the people that feel like they are being humiliated by yeah. you someone telling their story telling telling yeah. the story. And it might if they not, found, yeah. you know, I just think about that uh, like if 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 all like the category of women who who it be, it was from infidelity and they're um and they're ashamed about that. Yeah, what would it have been statement. like at some point if they had known that there were all these other women out there who also had children from infidelity. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there's got to be some some way that we can change the change the cycle. Well, I think now with the younger generation that cycle will be changed. Yeah. Well, I think this is probably a time in history. Yeah, this because is the a internet, transition. Yeah. But but my parents, from their time, this is that was a no no. Oh I yeah, mean, no no. Even yeah. through the '60s, '70s, even the early '80s, uh, it 80s, was still shameful. Yeah. yeah, it was still shameful. 
I think now people can marry or do whatever and nobody cares anymore. But in the old days, it was very different stigma. And, um, you know, it was, a woman was, you know, very yeah. hard for women. Yeah. Do you feel like there's an age that you would have, that would have just, this, just, just, I'm just curious if there is an age that would have been like the best age for your mother to tell you? You know, that's really hard because you think about it, everything we go through in life, you know, when would it be a good yeah. time? If yeah. I never thought of that, that's actually quite the question because I've never really thought about that I don't know if there would have been a good age. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't either for myself. Don't know. I can't, I can't ever, I I wouldn't have wanted to be, you know, right before she dies and then she dies. Right. And and then you really don't have answers. Yeah. yeah, And I'm like, what? You you just, I'm just losing you. And now I find, you know, your dad wasn't your dad. And then she passed away and I have nothing. So maybe when I was going through all my struggles in my twenties, she was the type that you keep your problems to yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't blame her. She was raised with that. That's how, I mean, anybody out there who's British knows that you don't talk about your feelings. You don't share, you keep it to yourself, especially old days. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, my grandmother, you know, it was always, you keep calm and you carry on, you carry on stiff upper lip. We don't discuss our problems. You don't show the emotions. You keep, you just carry on. That's, that is what it is. I kind of like when I, that's how we were raised. But thinking it might have been maybe easier when I was a little child. Because Mm. children are, I think children, this is just my personal opinion, are a little more adaptable. It would have been a shock, but I think I could have, because I was so young when my father died. Yeah. I think maybe it would have been easier for me to grasp. Not mm-hmm. right away after right. he died, but to slowly introduce me to this man. Right. If this, yeah. Like, this is my, this is my friend. You know, he was a friend of your father's. And, but right. I have to tell you, I've had trust, trust issues with men my whole life. Mm-hmm. I've never had a good male role model. Not my brothers, not my, not my dad. My grandfather's all died my one grandfather died when I was a baby. The other one died before I was ever born. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really had a male role model, not even an uncle, anybody that I could turn to. So I had a really hard time. I still do. I have to be honest, trusting men. I have a really hard time. And uh, this is going to sound awful, I didn't even trust Jesus because he was a man. I couldn't see... I don't think that sounds awful. No, I couldn't see him. I couldn't see as God, Jesus, Mm -hmm. the son of God. I couldn't see that. I just saw there was a man, Mm -hmm. and he's a man, so how can I trust him too? So that's the only reason I didn't convert sooner, is I Mm -hmm. had my... And then when my mother died, I blamed God. Because you took her. Because I told God, if you take my mother, this is going to tear the family apart. We're all going to go our separate ways. I knew she was our glue. I knew it would happen, and it did. Uh-huh. So I've had man issues my whole life. So maybe even if she had introduced me to him when I was young, I might have kind of stood it back and been cautious of him because I've never, I've had a lot of daddy mm-hmm. And there's issues. no way to know if he knew about you. They said they don't know if he knew. One of them said, I don't think he did, but I don't know. There's no way to know. No, anybody, all his siblings, he, he was the oldest he had a, a sister and he had four or five brothers. So they were six. 
yeah, six. He had brothers. He was the oldest, but um, they all passed away. And I think they might have been able to answer that question. Right. But they all died too. The last one died in like, I think 2004. It was his sister. So, you know, I don't think even they could answer if he knew or not. I want to believe that he didn't know because that makes it easier for me. Right. But I just want people to understand that it's, you know, it, I have the trust issues and the issues because of everything I've gone through in my life. A lot of trust issues and and a, a lot of heartache and a lot of hard things that were, and because of our family, we weren't allowed to discuss it. And the MPE just opened all those wounds. Right. The not, the not parent expected. Right. Opened just all these old wounds that just festered in me for years. all the stitching. Yeah, because I've kept it all secret. You're coming, I'm coming, you're coming from a person who's had a lot of emotional trauma. Right. Well, I think that that's part of the, that's part of the struggle and that from both sides of the, both sides of the coin or whatever, whatever the issue that people deserve to know, but this, but, and this information can just rip you wide open. It has brought back memories that I have repressed. Yeah. Because that was a a source of contention with my therapist because she would ask me stories. I would start telling a story and she'd say, well, then what happened? And I'd be, I don't know. And she'd go, what do you mean you don't know? You were there. And I'm like, I have blackouts. Uh Uh I wipe out total things in my life. And she goes, but you were like 12 or you were this age. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but this is how far I remember. And don't ask me anything from that point because I can't tell you. My next memory is far away. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that through my life, that's what I did when I was young. And this MPE situation has opened up my memories. Yeah, it just flooded you. And I don't want to remember, to be honest with right. you. Some of the things I'm now remembering are really distressing. Yeah, really dark. That I, yeah, very dark. Mm-hmm. That I couldn't remember. And now all of it's hitting me so well that's why you had forgotten well yeah I, I, your brain didn't and I gotta want be to be honest with you I really don't want to remember yeah. but she told me it's better to get it out mm-hmm. but she doesn't push me if I want to talk about it I do if I don't want to talk about it I don't but what I have told her you know she is amazed I've made it this mm-hmm. far without mm-hmm. having a nervous breakdown right but I some of the repressed memories of when I was a child and other things that happened and that I just pushed it out of. And this MP situation just totally opened up memories I don't want. Yeah. And I would, that's why I said about people getting therapy, getting help, because maybe it'll unlock memories for them too. Oh yeah. You know, I still remember now I can see things of what my mom or dad said that now makes sense that didn't make sense then. Right. And like, as a kid, you blow it off. Right, like in a movie where the last scene is a spin into the other perspective so that you the whole mystery is solved Yeah. or something. Because now I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, what was I so... How could I be so dumb? And my siblings, you know, haven't helped me at all. I mean, I know my two... You oldest, weren't being dumb. Well, my two eldest brothers know. I know at least one of them knows because he talks... Why would he say, you just had to dig? I didn't want you to look. And now you know. So now you just... So right. that tells me he knows, but he, he won't knew. tell me anything. Huh. So he'll take what? it to his grave, too. And it might be painful for him in its own way. Well, and I'm not, def- you know, defending him, but... No, it's okay. It's been pointed out to me that this was their mother, too. Right. 
and you're saying things about their mother as well. It's not just your mother. And they've shoved their feelings their whole life. And here you are opening up all these old wounds and they're not in a place like where you're revisiting and trying to go through therapy and get well. They don't want to go there. Right. They've got their own coping mechanisms that have worked just fine. Thank you very much. Stuffing it. Mm -hmm. Stuffing it. And um, yeah, I mean, and I'm afraid that I'm more Americanized. Do you feel like you look you look at other families now, at their children or their family pictures, and wonder about them, or or does because I I don't I that I haven't gotten no. I don't think that I do but it just occurred to me right now I can't get that far I'm still trying to deal looking right. at my own family I mean photos. I just wonder if like my whole life if there were people looking at my family and being like wondering if you wondering or just no or no or feeling like they knew but yeah. it didn't she can't be his there's no look way at, look at that home? hair or whatever yeah. you know like there's well, no, no look, I have different look hair. at that no, look at that nose you know like there's yeah. just but I, th- I think of people all the time who don't look like their siblings no I, like I mean, it's not that crazy to not to not look like your siblings no but but it becomes it becomes an important variable when I do this look is the different. equation I I have similarities because we have the same mother yeah but yeah I do right. have a very different nose I do, and I have different texture hair. My hair is more textured. This is with skinny serum and and oils, and I have very poofy, wavy hair, and they all have thin, straight, just hair. Uh-huh. They have to get perms to get even right. this. And this is with me blow drying it down. Yeah, it's very it, thick hair. Yeah, yeah, and I, this is my. I'm the only one that has it. None of them have this hair. They all have, like my mother and my dad always, they had that really thin, straight hair with no curl, no nothing. So really, everybody's just jealous, is what you're saying. No. <laughs> but everything <laughs> else is... all about your hair. No, and I do really, when you look at a picture of my biological father, and you look at me um, when I wasn't quite so heavy, um, that's another thing I've been eating to stuff my emotions, so... I was trying to lose weight, and then, as I told you, I right. recently went through that loss. But if you look at the pictures, you can see that I am his daughter. Mm-hmm. And they told me, no, you look you look like us, the the other family. They said, you yeah. look like one of us. I want you to go out there and meet them. I do. One of them, uh, some of them live near my sister, who lives um, in one of the Midwest states. So she'll be very angry if I identify her. So um, I'm not I'm, even going to ask. I hope they do it out there because she lives there and that way I can visit them and, and visit, uh, even though she doesn't like talking about it. Um, it just, I, I feel scared to go on my own and uh-huh. nobody in my family wants to, I say in my family, I'm referring to my husband and my right. children, they don't want to go. So um, Not even your husband? No. You can't make him? It's better if he doesn't. Okay. Okay. He doesn't know what to say or how to mm-hmm. handle this at all so we don't even talk about it and he listened for the first three weeks uh-huh. and he does try to be understanding and he he disagrees with how everything's been handled and he's very angry at my siblings I'm not, I don't want to make it sound like my husband's not supportive but I don't even know what to say to me right there's just a limit there's a limit yeah so there's a limit to his empathy or yeah because his siblings are very limit different to his understanding mm-hmm. i mean it's not like they're super close but they don't hate each other's guts right. and they're not it's just different he he can't fathom what's happened to me and we've been married over 24 years now and he's seen a lot and um so my children all my children are adults and um 
I think they're just afraid if they go meet this family, they're going to be like the current family and they want nothing to do with my family I grew up with. Like that was enough for them. It, it, they don't uh, want to risk it anymore. You know, they were already on the edge with my family because of other things mm-hmm, that have happened. Mm-hmm. And now they just like don't want anything to do with my family that I grew up with. Okay. For their reasons. Mm-hmm. And their valid reasons. Right. I believe you. Yeah. They get a boundary. They get a for any any yeah. reason. It's I'm only referring to my siblings. Mm-hmm. I know. Not they can do whatever with their cousins, you know. But even them, they don't really reach out. I don't. It's so complicated. I don't want to make anybody sound bad. My nieces and nephews are not bad. It's nothing like that. It's just it's been a very complicated. This just kind of was the icing on the cake, mm-hmm. and they see how much I've really grappled. Yeah. With yeah, this. it's so hard to watch a parent in pain. Yeah. And my daughter can't deal with, she doesn't want to talk about it at all with me. Mm. She says, and it's your thing. And it's not that she doesn't love me, she does. Of course. She, my daughter does love me, but to them it's no big deal because she never met my parents. Mm-hmm. Because my mother died before she was born. So she, my son did know my mom. But for him, that's still his grandma. Yeah. How old is your daughter? She's 22. Yeah, that and might change. That might be interesting because that might change for her as she gets older. Yeah, my oldest is an understanding of self can change so much from from twenty two in, into your thirties that she might yeah. have a different understanding of what you're going through later. But yeah. well, I have two biological children, but I also have stepchildren. So mm-hmm. um, it's funny. My stepchildren are a little more understanding, <laughs> which is funny to me. My own biological children don't really like to discuss it. But they, because they see how upset I right, get. Right, right. It makes you upset. It just goes to show that you just have no idea what this 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 topic, you just have no, it's like an unfathomable thing. And then you have, yeah. which includes not knowing how people are going to react. I don't want to make my mother sound bad or a hypocrite. You, mm-hmm. She had a hard life with my dad. And I, this is what I want to believe. I want to believe that she was looking for the love she didn't feel she was receiving, mm-hmm. and she just looked in the wrong place. Sure. Maybe she loved him, maybe she didn't. I don't know if it was a one-night stand, I don't even know if it was consensual, but this is what I need to believe for my own sanity, that she was looking, and he, I was told he was quite the womanizer, uh-huh. and he was handsome when he was young, so I'd like to believe, and my mother was very pretty, so I'd like to believe that maybe he just said all the right things and it's what she needed to hear and maybe they both got something out of it. Right. I, I maybe mean, it was one, one wonderful night. It could have been one wonderful she, night or... You know, everybody has secrets. Our parents have secrets. We have secrets. We have secrets, yeah. We it's, all do, whether it's, you know, what you did in high school or what you've done now or... I'm becoming more of an open book, though. I'm becoming really against secrets, but I believe it's our own choice whether we want to share those secrets. I don't think anybody should feel forced. That is something I would tell other MPEs. If they feel they need to keep it to themselves and they don't want to share it, if it's their personal decision, not because other people are pressuring them. Right. There's a difference between choosing for yourself or being pressured. Yeah. But if it's their own choice, you know, do what's right for you. Mm. If you don't want to share, not because other people tell you, don't do it, don't do it. You do what's right for you. And if it's right for you to share and it's what you want to do for you and your family or whatever, then do it. Don't feel pressured into either direction. Right. Sharing, not sharing. And don't feel pressured that you have to know the new family. I do see a lot of people 
are very frustrated because they're they're rejected by the old and the new family. Yeah. And that was a big fear for me. I didn't want to be rejected yeah. by the new family. Just and every single possibility is possible. Yeah, and then some people have been warmingly accepted by the new family and have the wonderful support mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. their original family. Even their fathers are like... And then there's people that will never know anything. Yeah. Yep. It runs the whole gamut. I mean, not everybody has such an emotional story, but... Well, that's also, though... Um, I don't know. I'll let you know when I get to the person that doesn't have an emotional story. Yeah, I was going to say you know. that. I think it's a matter of, <laughs> of perspective and, you know, everybody's circumstances aren't the same, and yet we're all MPEs. Mm-hmm. And and so for that reason, we understand. We all kind of like, what? And there might be people that suspect, but it is different when you actually find out. Yeah. Yep, it's totally, it is totally, actually, yeah. You always, I always thought, you know, like when all this juicy stuff was coming up and Ken was going to contact me and I'm thinking my auntie was a bad girl, you know, my uh-huh. auntie, oh, what did she do? You know, I, I said aunt in the beginning, but we always said auntie. Uh-huh. So I'm going to revert to my, the way I, and I, my auntie was a bad girl, but you know, and then it, I found out I was, you know, that was... I always you were thought the proof I was in the pudding. I thought, oh, I could accept it's no big deal, you know. I mean, oh, whoever it is, you know, I'll accept them with open arms, and and uh, and it was me. Yeah, no, I think um, I think that 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 is a common experience. Is is the suspicion is very different from the, the scientific knowing. fact knowing yeah. is just because feels really different. It lands in a very different place in your body. My mother taught me a valuable lesson that I never forgot. We had the same parent. But um, for some reason, it didn't catch on with them. But my mother always told me, everybody that's heard me say this will know it's me. Yeah. Is always take the high road. Uh huh. Uh huh. She told me, no matter what happens, hold your head high. Mm. Always act with class. Don't let people drag you down. And you take that high road and you be kind and you be nice. And no matter what. Bad stuff people throw at you. You put a smile on your face and you hold your head up and you walk out of that room with class and dignity and you take the high road. And I have tried to do that my entire life. That has been my theme. If my kids hear me, my husband, my family, they're going to say, oh, that's her. You know, here she goes again with the high road. And uh, even my nail lady knows it, you know, because I've told her, take the high road, take the high road. And um, it's something that I never forgot. and, And I still... I wish she were here. Because if she were here, if she were alive, in the beginning I probably would have been, you know, off my rocker. But I'd like to believe, and I believe I would do this, is can you just tell me the truth and we'll walk through this together. Right. Well, I you, still you love you. Ang- you can be angry about a lie and still love the person. And yeah. And wish they were here. It's I'd possible rather... to hold all those things. It's hard. I mean, it, but... Yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell her horrible things. I probably would have. The first few days I was really upset, so I probably would have said a lot of bad things, but I would have apologized. But I'd like to believe that uh, if she were here, that I, I still love you, and let's just go through this together and just tell me the truth, and let's see what we can, you know. You're still my mom and, you know, everything. I'd like to believe I'd handle it that way. Yeah. I did tell her that. Yeah. In my own way, just talking to her after I was done with my ranting. 
You know, I still love you. You're still my mom. I had her on such this, I had my mother on such a pedestal. I had to love, I had to bring her down and be human again. Right. I had her well, on. that'll the, do it. You know, my, my therapist <laughs> even told me, you had her close to the Messiah there. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, you can't do that. And I'm like, no, you're right. And so now my mother is back to being, well, even though she's gone, mm-hmm. she's back to being a, a normal human again. And I forgive her. And I just hope she had some happiness with him. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's like. She had a very unhappy life back hope- then. She was happy later mm-hmm. when she remarried and stuff. She had, was really happy, but. I, I want to believe. I just want to believe that they had love of something. I don't. I know it could have been a one night stand or something, but I just want to believe that there was something special. And then they a had one to night stand it. can feel very special. Well, yeah, it if could you be... haven't had love and somebody right. tells you you're I mean, beautiful, you know, and, who knows? And you just needed that moment of of feeling something. They also and you're can like, be terrible, well, but yeah, it could could have been. But I'd like to believe yeah. it was something positive. I'd like to believe that I'm something positive that came out of it. If the, if she hadn't done it, I wouldn't be here. Right. I wouldn't exist. I just hope I wasn't the cause of her nervous breakdown. You were not. There's no way that you could have been. I hope not, because it was before I was born. Because that would be her choices. Her choice, you know, I mean. But she's also away after I was born. Mm-hmm. She, my grandmother... They told me she was having a hysterectomy, which she did have a hysterectomy, but when I, she was gone a couple of times, and I really believe, you know, I tried to get her state records from Canada. She was resting. I tried to get her records, mm-hmm. yeah. She'd be gone. I was with my grandmother, like, the whole summer, and I would cry and cry, and my grandmother took me to the house to show me that she wasn't there, nobody was there. And oh. I've tried to get the state records to find out because of my own morbid curiosity but maybe it's better that I couldn't get them you know you do I gave them everything they needed but mm. they and Camarillo doesn't exist as we know it right now. it's a school but I learned how to get the records and I did ask for them I submitted them and I gave them all the information they needed and I know they want you to pay and I told them I'm her daughter I have proof and I gave them their social security the date of birth everything but possible admission dates but they no did, dice. They did not give me one single thing. Ugh, it's frustrating. I wanted to know if I was the cause. That's why. It was important to me to know. I don't know anything really, <laughs> but I feel 100% confident that you were not the reason. You think so? Because it haunts me. I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely positive. I didn't want her to be unhappy because of me. Um, I just want to believe, I want to make, I just hope Yeah. that she wasn't, I'm hoping those trips that she made were not because of me. They weren't because of you. They might have been because she had six kids and an alcoholic husband. Yeah. And she was really tired and yeah. dealing with depression. But none yeah. of that puts the weight on you. I know. I, it's, it's funny how I, I carry that. Yeah. I do carry that guilt. And it's funny because I know I didn't do anything wrong, and I, but I feel like, did I just bring that much more friction between her dad and I? And did I bring that much more friction between my siblings? And I just felt like such an outsider. And it was so hard. And I just, I love her. And I just, I hope she had some happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
She deserved happiness, and she deserved to have joy. She had a positive outlook on life, even through all her bad circumstances. But um, I just didn't want to be part of her falling, of all that agony mm -hmm. that she went through. Because my mother went through a hell of a lot. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you all this, and I know it goes beyond our NPE subject, and it's more like I'm doing a therapy session with you now. <laughs> but it also, this is all so much a part of your story, and it's yeah. all important. So, you know, and I've only touched the surface. Right. I mean, that's it's why, all, I get, that's why I'm in therapy. <laughs> I get all it. I really get it. So, yeah, and it's, and this is like, this is a I lot think, of this stuff I blocked out. And I think this is what we're talking about is like, this just it blows you open. So it's like, how do you have people come in? You can't just tell me your NPE story because that doesn't, it there is no just my... NPE story. There's yeah. people just have no yeah. idea what this NPE, what, mm -hmm. what this, what these tests, yeah. tests can reveal. And, and I, and I, I'm not saying that there's a solution to that. I just, I, I do know that there's people that really want, uh, all these testing companies to have like a more warnings on the. I want warnings. On the, yes. Yeah, and I do. I want. I I agree that there should be warnings, but I don't know a single person that would read those warnings, and then think that could be me. No, I know so, you didn't think it would be you. Right, like Neither nobody thinks it's going to be them. So they read the warnings and they go, "Well, that will be really hard for someone else." But I yeah. just want to know what uh, county in Ireland, like we're from. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I don't. I don't, you know, so, yeah, this is just a whole new frontier. Do you remember when you asked, what would I also say? Uh-huh. If I was to speak to somebody who hadn't done the testing yet, mm -hmm. I think I would probably tell them, unless you're really strong in who you are, um, and if you have any suspicions, I, I just don't think, I would probably try to talk them out of doing it. If you it. have any suspicions, Yeah. Especially. I don't know. I mean, yeah. some but curiosity gets people. I know. <laughs> but I have to tell you, I would tell people don't do it because mm -hmm. it changed everything for me and it opened up a whole Pandora's box of secrets and and darkness and 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 things that I had tucked away in my psyche because it was my survival. Yeah. That is now coming forward, and I really don't like it because I have not, yeah. I have terrible nightmares. Yeah. Now I have nobody, and I'm all alone, and I can't. And it's like, sometimes I have no clothes on and I'm like, I don't know, why am I dreaming this way? And, you know, I talked to my psychologist about it and she goes, because you feel vulnerable, vulnerable and exposed and, and, yeah. and you can't, and you don't know where you belong and you can't find your way home because you don't know where home is yeah. and you're, you know, it's about your security. And, and these are things that people don't, I never would have thought of this stuff. It's just a dumb DNA test. I just want to find out about <laughs> totally. how much British or Irish I am. You know, what's the big deal? Why is everybody making such a big deal about it? This should be fun. I took it as a whole fun experience. So, I mean, I think everybody, uh, not everybody, but that'd be so cool. You know, Oh, look how much 99% of everybody thinks yeah. it's, I mean, that's how it's advertised. This is just a fun thing. Well, this if is, they hear it. thank you so much. This has been I can't believe you just you just came in so open-minded and open-hearted and so vulnerable to just share so much with me. Yeah. I really am grateful and it is really No, I thank you. I think I think I am so sorry for the pain that you're enduring, but I do know that you're also doing a service right now sharing your story. I don't want other people to feel this way. I yeah. don't want them to feel alone and isolated and if you can't talk to your family, you know, 
They can go to the, the portal. Yeah. And become part of, I'm sure you'll talk about that or you have. Yeah. And it's, I just don't want people to feel like they have to suffer alone in silence. Well, we're starting it. It's up to us. Yeah. You know, if we want things to. Yeah. And who knew there were so, I mean, you always know there's this hint of suspicion, but you know, they all talk about how men cheated during the war. Well, they had to cheat with somebody and it was our mothers. <laughs> right. So, Turns out, you know, oh. there we go. Turns I'm out we sorry. know those somebody's very, so, very closely. Sounds crass, but, uh, you know, it's the truth. Anything else you want to say that you definitely want in the podcast before I turn it off? I don't know. Um, got so much to say and I so much I, I mean I covered so much I think you did I think for now that's good you can always call me hello I'm back it's Eve I'm so thankful for Barbara's willingness to share and I just want to wrap today's episode up by encouraging anyone who is struggling in any way but especially because of their surprise DNA results to please 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 seek out counseling with a therapist um Psychology Today is a great place to start. They have a website, www.psychologytoday.com. You can also just put into your search engine, Psychology Today, and see what comes up. Uh, contact me, Eve, at everythingsrelativepodcast.com if you are seeking uh, some guidance about how to find someone for you, and I'll do what I can. But the point is, you do not need to suffer alone, and there are people out there who really want to help. And in the meantime, keep up with what's happening here by following us on social media at Everything's Relative Podcast, subscribing to the show on whatever podcast platform you prefer, and I will be back here um, in two weeks for episode seven. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis is produced by Kaylin Egan and Eve Sturgis. Eve Sturgis is a licensed marriage and family therapist in the state of California, but the conversations she has on the podcast are not therapy sessions. Logo design by Ivy McNally and music used with permission by Goodbye the Band. <laughs>